0: The Witch's Tales. The fascinations of the eerie, weird, blood-chilling tales told by old Nancy, the Witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. They are waiting, waiting for you.
1: A hundred and sweet sixteen-year-old I be today. Yes, sir. A hundred and sweet (laughs) sixteen-year-old. Well, Satan... Now that me and you has had our customary sweet evening walk through the sweet cheerful graveyard, we'll all sit to tell folks our customary sweet bedtime (laughs) story. Now, tell these folks to douse their lights and we'll get right down to business. That's right. Make it nice and dark. (laughs) Now... Draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers, gaze into one deep, and soon you'll see inside a big old handsome house in little old marine, and, and there begins our story, which we call the Devil Doctor. <laughs> the Devil Doctor.
2: Mr. Roberts is here it was awfully good of you to come over mr Roberts.
0: oh not at all miss duffers i had already determined to drop in and bid you welcome to hartley manor
2: i'm afraid it's a very trivial matter that dad wishes to see you about won't you sit down oh,
0: thank you i suppose you're very happy to be finally in your new home
2: oh i'm sure we will be we've scarcely had time to become acquainted with it yet
0: i see you've made quite a few changes
2: yes and dad bought this delightful place because it was so old and rich in tradition and immediately decided to modernize it. I'm sure you don't approve.
0: I must confess to a slight dismay.
2: That'll be the reaction of our other neighbors, I imagine. They probably feel as bad enough that Americans have come to live in this historic landmark. I hope the liberties Dad's taking with it don't add to their resentment.
0: I'd like to be around when
2: they oh, remember. Dad, I, I didn't hear you and Stanley come in. Oh, this is the Reverend Mr. Roberts.
0: <laughs> I always wear rubbers so I can sneak up on folks and hear what they're saying about me. <laughs> Hiya, Mr. Roberts. Glad you come over. Well, thank you, Mr. Duffus. You know, this girl of mine egged me into buying this place. Yet ever since I planked down a cool half million for it, she's been kicking about the improvements I've made. If only you wouldn't try
2: to change things too much, Dad.
0: Change is what makes the world go round. Oh, uh, excuse me. I uh, haven't met my future son-in-law, Stanley Davis. Uh, Stan, this is Mr. Roberts, head man you, of the uh, local church. How do you do? Ah, now, sit down, everyone. Sit down. Before wasting any time in small talk, Roberts, I'm going to tell you why I sent you that message to come over. When I pay for anything, I expect my money's worth. And I paid for something in this house that isn't here. I I don't quite understand, sir. When I phoned the solicitors who handled the sale of this place, they said you were the man to locate my missing property. I?
2: Oh, they told Dad that as you're extremely familiar with the history of this house, you might help him in his search. Search for what? An
0: ancestor. An ancestor? Yeah, I've been cheated. I was told that in the art gallery down the hall, there were 106 life-size oil paintings of the de Casserac family whose estate this used to be. But there's only 105, which makes one ancestor missing. I see. The 106th portrait isn't really missing, Mr. Duffus. It's hidden behind a secret panel in this room. A secret panel? What's the idea of hiding my picture there? It was hidden over 300 years ago, Mr. Duffus. Right after its subject died. Why? Because Bertram de Casserac, whose likeness it is, had placed a hideous blot upon his noble family name. He was one of the most infamous monsters who ever lived. Now, what did he do? Allow me to show you his hidden portrait first. It'll make the story more believable. People hereabouts call him the Devil Doctor. The Devil Doctor? Yes. Now, let me see. It's many years ago that I was taught the secret of this panel. The spring is hidden somewhere in this beaded molding at the side. Ah, I've found it. Oh! Good Lord! I'll be. The 106th portrait is rather startling, isn't it? I never saw anything so lifelike. For an instant, it seemed to walk right out of the canvas. Mm, Darned if I didn't have the same feeling.
2: Oh, I'm glad he's only painted there. I've never seen such an evil face.
0: All except the eyes. They're expressionless and dead as those of a fish.
2: Oh, please close the panel again, Mr. Roberts. Certainly. I think his family were very wise to keep it hidden. I'm half sorry we found it. Well, I'm
0: not. I don't know anything about art, but whoever painted that knew his business. It's generally believed in this neighborhood that the artist was Lucifer himself. You mean the devil? Yes. (laughs) That's a new one. According to tradition, that is not a mere portrait, but a second body that Bertram de Casserac will return to and wear someday if he's able. A second body? Let's hear the story of this old boy. Well, the evil Bertram de Casserac was an alchemist, a delver in black magic, and above all, a Satanist. Oh, you mean he... Yes. Instead of God, he worshipped the Prince of Darkness. And in a certain vault below this house was often celebrated that most infamous of ceremonies, the Black Mass.
2: I've heard of it.
0: Yes, so have I. It's a horrible perversion of the true mass, and is offered in honor of the devil. Satanists offer a sacrifice, usually the life's blood of an innocent child or woman. Say, are you kidding me? Unfortunately, Mr. Duffus, we are stating an awful truth. Bertram was finally accused of witchcraft and arrested. In that vault, an unholy altar was found and hideous parodies of sacred images and vessels and in a pit beneath the stone floor were discovered the bones of nearly a hundred human beings. Oh. Oh, he was executed, of course. No, he cheated legal punishment by committing suicide. Then, according to the story, the people who so long had feared him rose in arms and demanded his body. They wished to burn it fire being considered the only way to completely destroy an evil spirit. His relatives smuggled his remains from the prison and buried them in secret. A bishop of the church attended and sealed each corner of his tomb With a holy cross. To prevent him from rising from the dead? Yes. Well, if that isn't the craziest thing I ever heard of. It happened 300 years ago, Mr. Duffus, in a most superstitious age. Say, where is that vault where the old boy did his dirty work? Below the east turret. East? That direction? Yes. Bertram's there had the chamber bricked up. And so it has remained to this day. (laughs) Till yesterday, you mean. I beg your pardon? I told you I was going to change things here. I went down in the cellars yesterday and saw that bricked-up doorway. Looked like valuable space was being wasted behind it. So I had the decorators' men tear it out and use the room to store their packing cases. That vault is open! Sure, why not? Does anyone know this? I just told you the decorator's men opened it. Oh, but they are from London and unfamiliar with the story. Mr. Duffers. if this becomes known around here, half this countryside will be thrown into a panic. Oh, you mean that? I mean the legend of the devil doctor is a living truth to the people of this region. I beg you to have that door resealed at once. What do the fools think will happen because that room is open? Oh, I told you their belief about that portrait. You mean that old Bertram will return to life? If he is able And you have rendered his spirit a service by unbarring the way to his tomb. His tomb? Yes, for below the vault where he buried his victims, Bertram himself was buried. His body's in that room? Embedded in solid masonry. By golly, it's beneath the center of the floor. I remember seeing four metal crosses on the corners of the big slab and wondered what they meant. Oh, I want to see it. So do I. Now that I know what it all means, I'd like another look myself. Come on, Robert. I... Oh, yes, yes. I I would like to see it, too. The stairs are right down this
2: hall. You don't have to tell Mr. Roberts, Dad. He knows this house better than
0: any of us. I'm afraid I do. And that is the reason, Mr. Duffus, I request you to seal that vault again. Say, if you weren't a preacher, I'd say you took this stuff about the devil doctor pretty serious. As a preacher, I accept the Bible as the word of God. And Holy Rick bears many testimonies that evil powers exist which are dangerous to man. Hmm. Hmm. Well, here's the fellow door. Say, help either down these steps, Stanley, they're pretty steep and carpeted (laughs) with dust.
2: You see how useless is an attempt to convince my father of anything, Mr. Roberts? He won't even believe my fiancé will help me downstairs unless he's told.
0: Oh, I didn't mean that. (laughs) I made my money bossing people, Mr. Roberts. Guess it's become such a habit I even do it in my own home. But speaking of convincing me, no one will ever make me believe there's any truth in superstition. Uh, The vault's over this way. I haven't been down here before. Neither
2: have I. After hearing Mr. Roberts' story, I shan't make it a habit. Now,
0: uh, Mr. Roberts, since it's believed that Portal of the Devil Doctors is a creation of infernal magic, why was it never destroyed? Because there is a further tradition that whoever harms it will be destroyed themselves. Rot. Right. Well, there's the vault just ahead. Your men didn't break the door. It wasn't necessary. When they tore out the bricks that covered it, the, the door was standing open. Open? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Strange. In the ancient record. It said the door was closed and locked. Now, uh, well, mind these packing cases you come in. You're liable to snag your clothes on a bent nail. Oh,
2: there are shavings all over the place. Yeah, I
0: saw the crosses about there. Where well, the big crate is standing now? Hey, give me a hand with this man. Mm. We'll push it out of the way. Yes, sir. You ready. Let's go. Come on. Come right. uh, This buck must wear a top. Yeah. yeah, Edith's concert grand piano was created in it. Yeah. So this would be the case. We'd have to move. Come
2: on. Come oh, on. I can see a metal crucifix,
0: Yes. Connecting slab and floor. But
2: where are the others?
0: Now one should be right here. If they're placed at all four corners.
2: But there isn't one there.
0: There are none at those far edges. Ah, uh, they were there yesterday. Oh, Dad, you and Stan must have torn them away with that heavy case. Doggone, I guess you're right. <laughs> Mr. Roberts, if the old devil doctor is half the man you say, he ought to jump right up and dance now. <laughs> with just one cross to hold him down. Oh, he does. What's the matter?
2: The slab. Moved. Moved? I felt it move under my hand. Ah, <laughs> oh,
0: quit your kidding. Why oh, not, Mr. Duffus? Feel the edges of this slab. What about them? Lord, I, I see what you mean. Dad, they're an inch above this floor. You're crazy. <laughs> they're absolutely level with it. Feel because, here, Mr. Duffus. Now your hand is beside the one remaining cross. Mm-hmm, that's funny. Yes, it is. And none of you are chumps enough to think this slab has risen since we pulled those crosses off, eh? But, I felt it move. Imagination. It's probably always been like this. How oh, it couldn't have been, sir. If it had been raised like this before, the sharp edge would have caught the cleats in that piano case. We couldn't have pushed it afoot. Mr. Duffus, you may think me a credulous old fool, but I beg you to have those crosses found and replaced immediately. Then have this vault received. I'll do nothing of the kind. Oh,
2: I think you'd better, Dad.
0: Yeah, perhaps you had. Say, are you three children or grown-up men and women? Oh,
2: Dad... For once in your life, give give in to someone else. When we entered this vault, I thought the story of the devil doctor as fantastic as you still do. But in the last few minutes, since you moved that case, I... Oh, there's something awful in here that's making me afraid.
0: I'm not ashamed to admit I feel the same way. It's as though we four went alone in this vault. As though something repulsive and and deadly is in here with us. There is an unseen presence here. Can't you sense it, Mr. Duffus? No, and when I prove all this is bunk, you won't sense it either. Where do I find a tool of some kind? Here, this loose board will do. What are you going to do with that board? Bring you to your senses and smash a crazy legend. Oh, he means to break that last cross. Oh, no, Dad. Don't. Stop him. Uh, (coughs) I thought a good sound whack would do it. You've broken the crucifix. The tomb is no longer sealed. And not a thing has happened. You thought that slab would fly up and hit the ceiling, I suppose, and the old gentleman below would appear in a burst of flame. I told you I'd bring changes around here. You'll have to change a good story now for your crucifix is broken and not a thing has happened.
1: What?
2: What's
0: that? What? Someone's <laughs> laughing at it. What's in this boat? No, it comes from underneath. Oh! That slab. One side slowly moving. Good, good Lord. Pushing it upward. <laughs> a A skeleton. Wrapped in a crumbling shroud, it's rising from that tomb. Oh, run! Edith, run! Yes! To the stairs! The stairs! Oh, God, forgive me! What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> taking care of you now better have another drink and I draw those curtains tighter yeah I do need another hooker boss and I'm drinking it to you no other mouthpiece in the world could have swung that jury so they'd bring a verdict of not guilty no no other in the world <laughs> I use perjured testimony lying witnesses a framed alibi I used every dirty trick in the book but I got you off Mike out of jail. Away from the hangman. and I've got you now. <laughs> Alone with me. You're acting a little crazy, boss. Say, I'll have another... You know, I can't figure you out, boss. Why do you make me tell you how I croaked that old woman for you to take my case? I was interested in you, Mike. And for ten years it's been my rule... To know the truth about my client's guilt or innocence before I took a case. Yeah, I heard that. And every hobo from Maine to California says that spilling you the truth never brought him home. That's why I told you the works right off the bat. You got a great name in the jungle, boss. Yeah, it took me ten years to build that reputation, Mike. Won't you have another drink? Thanks. Oh, gee, you'll have me stoned in a minute. Well. Here's how again. Say, you're a funny guy. You not only spend your own dough to buy witnesses and all, but then you bring me to your house and treat me like a prince. It's very simple, Mike. I've done the things I have because you interest me. Yeah, interest me tremendously. I'd like to know more about your life, about your travels, experiences. Other little peccadilloes before you so neatly strangled that last old woman. Say, were you always asking me questions about what I'd done before we met? Are you afraid to trust a man who saved your life? Oh, but you ask such nutty questions. How long I'd had this crooked scar over my eye, for instance. I was merely curious as to whether you had it ten years ago when you were in Michigan. And I told I don't know nothing about Michigan. Oh, come on, Mike. You've lied about that long enough. I never mentioned it before, but friends of yours have told me you were there. What friends? Let me see now. Oh, yeah. the names were Red and Limpy. Red and Limpy? You know them? Quite well. I haven't seen them lately. Have you? No. Neither has anyone else. What do you mean? That they disappeared from the road. And they ain't in jail nowheres. They're just gone. What'd I tell you about me in Michigan? The most interesting story I've ever heard. About a house in the woods. And a woman. They told you that, eh? Yes. Have another drink. I'll open this fresh bottle and join you. Suppose you tell me about your Michigan adventure. I, I didn't have no part in it. I didn't... Here's your drink, Mike. Uh, I must be off my not to be afraid of you. I got reason to trust you. And I need help about that Michigan job. Need it bad. Listen, the word's gone round that that dame's husband has been searching ever since it happened. That he's been on the road with the bows and riding the rails, living in the jungles. Asking questions. Trying to learn who caused his wife to shoot herself. They say he did for Red and Limpy. And no one's even found their bodies. He used to be a lawyer, just like you, boss. He was... God! Why are you stopping me? The, uh, the notion just crossed me mind that you might be him. <laughs> I must be drunk to think a thing like that about the guy who saved me from the rope. <laughs> if you was her husband, you'd, you'd have sent me there. <laughs> now, give me that drink, boss, and I'll spill the wikes. <laughs> This liquor tastes funny, but it's good. It's swell. Drink your own, too, boss, and I'll tell you all about a pretty little dame in the house in the woods. Helpless she was as a rat in a trap. Helpless, frightened, like I like to see (laughs) him. Too bad she shot herself before. Say, boss, what's eating you? You crushed that glass in your hand as if it was paper. And your eyes look crazy. See what you're pulling them curtains on the wall for. So you can see what lies behind them. Just a couple of plaster statues of two guys' heads and shoulders. But the faces is all gone, so the bones are shown through. What happened to those faces? You're going to find out, Mike. Just as Red and Limpy learned. Red and Limpy? These busts are their death masks. Taking himself blaster. after they've lain here helpless. Helpless. Helpless as rats in a trap. It's all going to lie here. Helpless. While your punishment fits your crime. God, you're the tyrant. i the husband of the girl you brought to death. I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> you can. You can rise from that chair. You're dope me liquor. I can't move. I'll move you. Down to my cellar below. No. <laughs> down to my cellar which I've saved you from the gallows. The news for you will be too easy, Mike. Your punishment will fix your crime. No, let me go. Let me go. What are you going to do? Your no. punishment will fix your crime. Your punishment will fix your crime. You can't see a thing in this cellar, can you, Mike? And no one's so helpless as when they're in the dark. I want you to be very more helpless than a rat in a trap. Helpless is a woman alone in the house in the woods. Helpless is a man who loved her and who heard you 50 miles away. Helpless is a man who heard the shot that killed her. He couldn't raise his hand to save her. What you going to do to me? Take hey, you've got me tied to stakes. And it's pretty good on the floor. But how are you going to kill me? What are you going to do? You're struggling, I... Mike, but your bonds will hold. I tied them very tight. What did you do to Red and Limpy that you're going to do to me? In them plaster busts upstairs, what happened to their faces? Guess, Mike. Guess. If you don't tell me I've gone nuts. Nuts, I tell you. Raven nuts. Oh, no, you won't. Not for many hours. <laughs> I've investigated the length of time required to drive men mad. Your brain's undeveloped, so it'll take you longer than most.
1: Oh, help!
0: Help! Uh, God, if I could only see and you're putting something over me head. Yeah, part of a little apparatus that made Red and Limpy featureless. Use your imagination, Mike. You may guess how it's done. Oh, God. Oh,
1: God. Why,
0: why don't you curse at me? Beat me? Kick me? Do something I can understand. What are you going to do to me when you leave me? Uh, how am I going to die? When I reach the top of these stairs, you'll know. When I open the secret panel, it will soon be the door of your tomb. Then you'll have a moment's light. Just enough for a quick, short glimpse around you. Oh, two skeletons beside me. The bones of red and limpy. What else do you see? There's a cage coming over my head. A cage like a rat rat. Oh, I see the rat trap, A rat than a... And rat it in the cage with me. And soon he'll be crawling over me head and biting. Ah, that's what happened to the other spaces. A rat. No, no, no. Don't leave me in the dark waiting, helpless. Guessing when that rat's going to start a bite. That's your punishment, Mike. Oh, ah,
1: goodbye. Ah!
0: The third, Lucy. And the last. I remember And I returned. Martin! Terry Martin! Martin! Yes, Tom! I hear you. but God, first let me in! Quick as you value your life! I let you in, Tom. What's the matter, Tom? What you knew would be the matter when you got Big Mike acquitted. A lynching mob is formed and a talent for this house! They won't find Big Mike here. He's gone. They ain't after him. They're coming here with the rope to hang you, Dave. They can hang me if they want to, Tom. They think I wish to live. I don't. Oh, you're talking like a fool. Come on. There ain't time to talk. But I want to talk, Tom, about imagination. Imagination that can see a living rat in a crumpled old gray rag. And mutilated human faces in two old broken plaster busts of poor blind justice. Imagination that kills more horribly and surely... Than if the things it sees were real. Dave Morton, I think you're mad. That mama's almost here. And if they find her, they'll hang her to a tree. Keep away from that front door. Here. What are you gonna do? I'm going to meet them. Those who usurp the place of justice must expect a punishment to fit their crime. <laughs>
1: have another pretty yarn to spin these folks (laughs) a very pretty yarn (laughs)